speak to you in the name of the true and living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The parable before us this morning is, as far as parables go, pretty straightforward. Two sons, differing responses to their father's request to a day's work in the vineyard. No, yes. Each boy ultimately doing the opposite of what they said they would do. Now, as the father of two sons, I can relate to some of this back and forth of a request to do a few household chores. And the boy who does this father's will wins the award for the day and is highly favored. In our parable, it is the second son who says, yes, sir, I will go. And maybe he meant it. Maybe he meant it. Then the morning unfolded. He got busy reading the paper over that second cup of coffee, distracted with other things. Or maybe he stepped outside, felt the heat of the day, thought about a day's work in the vineyard, and thought, I really will be a bit more comfortable doing indoor activities today. Perhaps it just slipped his mind and he forgot, and at the end of the day, he thinks, I hope dad isn't upset. But maybe one point of this parable is that in responding to God's call, the right words and a good passing intention are not really what it's about. The call of the gospel to become disciples is a call to something more. It's a call to change, to be transformed from the inside out so that the same mind that is in Christ Jesus might be in us. Paul says that that mind looks like this. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. C.S. Lewis once said uh, in, in describing humility, that the idea is not that we think less of ourselves. Don't think less of yourself. You're made in the image of God. You matter infinitely. But humility is to think of yourself less. C.S. Lewis is good with these little turn of phrases, right? To think of ourselves less. It's not about me and my will and my desire, but rather, how can I be uh, looking out for your interest regarding you before I'm thinking about myself. This is a Christ-like mind. And the call of the gospel is about more than that passing good intention. It's about this way of life. It's about this way of love, a way of making ourselves available to others, to build each other up, to build each other up. And maybe that's why the first son initially says, I will not, I will not go. He knows that the day's work in the vineyard will be challenging and it will be hot and he wants to do what he wants to do. This is gonna be hard work. Perhaps he knew that if he said yes, then making himself available to his father would have to be his first, indeed his only priority. So the son initially says, I will not. But then he thinks of all that the father has given him, all of the love 
he has shown him. All the moments that his father made himself available and he changes his mind. Because the only response to so great a love is to make himself available to the father, to go out and labor, to offer himself, even if the day will be long and hot and challenging. The son makes himself available to the father in response to love. He's not trying to win the father's favor. I know something about that when my boy does a chore. He's not trying to get something in return. I use that tactic all the time. I'll I'll buy you an ice cream if you finally clean up the Legos everywhere, right? It's just response to love, no strings attached, because the call of the gospel is to make ourselves available to God the Father, a love that God shows that is always and already given to us. It's a love that's always and already given to us, no strings attached. We don't win the favor of God. We don't change God's mind or God's feelings about us. God only and always pours out his life for us and for the life of the world. That's the gospel, the good news, God pouring God's self out for the life of the world. And Jesus, who was in the beginning with God the Father, empties himself, pours himself out, St. Paul tells us, He possesses the full divinity. He empties himself in carrying out the Father's love. He dwells among us. He lives as one of us, even accepting the humiliation of the cross. He empties himself. Why? To make himself available to us. It is for us and for our salvation that he came down from heaven and made himself available with arms outstretched and a torrent of divine love pouring from his side. Jesus has given us a way of life, not a passing good intention, not the right words, a way of life, a way of love. And he's joined together the command to love God and the command to love our neighbor. That's the way of life that he lived among us. Love God with all your heart. Love your neighbor as yourself. And our love of our neighbor is rooted and grounded in the faith, hope, and love by which we give ourselves to God. And a life in which love of God is lived out through love of neighbor. Friends, when we open ourselves to God's will in our lives, when we allow the spirit of God, that breath of God that moved over the waters in the beginning of creation, when we allow that uh, to get to work in us, then the narrow confines of our hearts are burst open, burst open. That's what we see in the lives of the saints, all of these figures in stained glass window around our church. It's what we see, the narrow confines of a heart burst open. Think of Desmond Tutu. Think of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Think of Dorothy Day. They made themselves available to God. The spirit moved and the outstretched love of Jesus Christ burst open their hearts. And their devotion to God was resolute. 
Uh, Dorothy Day said uh, the prayers daily, the prayers of the church, every single day. She read more theology than most people read. She went to mass every single day. And we will remember her forever for her service to the poor, her service to her neighbor. We see it lived out in the lives of the saints. And it's the same for us when we make ourselves available to God, that the spirit comes to dwell in us, our hearts burst open, and our I will not go is transformed into Jesus's not what I will, but what you will. Your will be done. Even we, tax collectors, sinners, reluctant children, unwilling disciples, even we, through the grace of God, can have our I will not go transformed into yes, Lord, yes, as we take a step into the vineyard, as we take a step into the world that God so loves and make ourselves available to God, to each other, to our neighbor, trusting that the Spirit will carry us as we are swept along by the torrent of love that Jesus has emptied into our world. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.